Um, so this is a quick reminder before we start the episode. That just before we start. Ju- literally just before we start. That you should go to the manifestsimplicity.com website and put your email address in the little box. Click subscribe and therefore you will get the essays in your inbox on a Friday. And you'll be able to read them before the podcast that you're listening to right now comes out and you hear us discuss them. Just a nice little reminder. No spam, no nonsense, no crap. Just in the inbox. Just a nice little email saying, hey... Thanks so much for subscribing. We really appreciate the support. Here's a little essay that just came out. Please do give it a read because we're going to discuss it on this week's podcast. And what it means is that over the weekend, you can be ruminating, marinating, frying it up in the juices of your own brain. And then when it comes to podcast time, you'll be ready to go. Mm. So head to the website, put your email address in the little box, click subscribe. And yeah, like Craig said, we won't send you spam, but we will update you when a new essay comes out. That's what we're all about. Stick your email in the box. Be one of us. One of us. One One of us. One One of us. us. Let's go. Let's do the podcast. Okay. intentional living, minimalism, and searching for meaning in a world obsessed with more. I'm Mick. You're not Mick. (laughs) And stop ruining my introduction. (laughs) I'm Mick. I'm Craig. And together we run a website called manifestsimplicity.com. We post essays, short thoughts, recommendations, and our rules for living a more meaningful life. What are we looking at on today's pod keezy craggles? We are going to be looking at egg boy. (laughs) <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Egg boy, saying no so you can say yes and post-apocalyptic rebuilding. Um, yes, those are the exact things we'll be looking at. Egg boy. Ooh. I'm excited by what the hell Egg boy is. Do you not know about Egg boy? You're uh, about to. I'm about to find out about it. But Egg first, boy. you know what I need to know. You know what I need to tell you, boy. You know you, what I need to know with my silky smooth voice. <laughs> I need to know what made you a little bit frustrated this week, a little bit angry, a little bit annoyed. <laughs> when you're done laughing, obviously. <laughs> Mr. Silky Smooth. Oh, you Silky Smooth Northern Twang. <laughs> um, what made me a little bit annoyed this week? Hair grows back. <laughs> Why has that annoyed you? Um, so I shaved my head for the first time. When did I shave my head? Was it a month ago? Maybe a bit longer? Listen back a few episodes and we'll yeah, find out. Go back and you'll find out when I shaved my head. Um, I keep having to shave it. I know that sounds ridiculous. The shaved head beard look works for you. I know, but right now I've got the fuzzy... I look like pie face from the Beano. <laughs> I look like a naughty school child on the top, from nose up. And then from, the, from nose down, hipster. Like, like a manly hipster who's in a band. Oh, yes. Which is great. However, the combination of the two is not a good shout. No. Nope. Um, I shaved my top bit. My, my top bit? Probably about a week ago. And it's already grown back to naughty schoolboy length. So either I've got to commit fully and mm. let it grow out or shave it again. I had the same. I went and saw my mate, Luke, who's my barber. Uh, and I, I always get him to trim my, like, neaten my beard up and trim it. So yeah. it's against my face. And he did it, and I've committed this time to keeping it neat. Because every time I go and see him, it's dead. You know what my beard gets like? It's a bit yeah. wiry some places, like a bit all over. And I'm like, Luke. Like we... this. Exa- yeah, and I can't control it because it's not, it's not th- thick and straight like some people's. It gets a bit wiry, a bit all over. 
So I'm like, right, I'm going to commit to keeping it neat and against my face. Yeah. But it does annoy me. Like, it's already grown. I had to trim it again this morning just to neaten it up. It's so annoying. When you have a beard and you're as handsome as we are. Mm. You know what, hair? <clears throat> Fuck off. Yeah, just stop growing, right? Once I've got it perfect, stay there. Don't turn me into Fez, though. I do want to keep some hair. Yeah, although, when I did shave my head, I did look really bald. <laughs> and I immediately sunburned my head as well. Oh, that, yeah, that's not good. Not a Don't good idea. That. Nope. Yeah. So what's something on the flippity-flop that's made you happy other than my silky smooth voice? I love your silky smooth voice. My silky smooth. That was really good. My silky smooth. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think we might have to pause the podcast. <laughs> we're gonna, uh, so we're just going to make out. We're going to vote Deb. <laughs> In jokes don't make sense on the podcast because no, no one understands. Apart no. from Ollie. That's it. Ollie Taylor. Who, who else was there? George Southall. George, big George. Um, something that's made me happy. I just got back from London. I love London. It's home. I saw my family. It was great. Um, while I was there, I found a load of badminton rackets. Ooh, oh, I saw those downstairs. Yeah, ah. boy. So we started a badminton club with work. You, you say you... Wait, you did. Me and a few other lads from work. And it's called Smashing Cox Badminton Club. Because mm. that's what we do. Yeah. Smash Cox. Yeah. And um, I'd been hiring a racket for the last few times we played. I'm like... How many times have you all been now? Three. Oh, nice. Three or four? Three. I think three. That's good. Yeah. So it's a thing. And how often are you aiming to go? Um, just whenever everyone's free. All right, Normally cool. we play Friday morning because I'm off. Greg and Craig, Greg and Craddon are both off, and then we just have to find one other. Cool. So it works out quite nicely, and I told myself that if I um, committed and was doing it regularly, I would buy myself a badminton racket. But when I got home to London, I thought, ah, we used to play badminton really regularly, and there's probably some badminton rackets knocking about. So I went for a little hunting mission, and I found my old badminton nice. rackets, and my dad found a load of unused shuttlecocks. Oh, so so got you can those smash as well. those cocks. I can smash so many cocks. With the boys. With the boys. The lads on a Friday morning just get up and smash cocks before work. Amazing. Um, so speckles not work a Friday, then? No, so lots of people have got Fridays off. Friday's off for the new weekends, mate. Oh, um, and the sun was out. That was the other thing that was great. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah it's been pretty good. I like the sun. Mm, it's good. Yeah. Sun's good. Puts you in a good mood. Such a good mood. While it was rainy in Manchester, it was 26 degrees in London. Go, um, go play on the motorway. Um, <laughs> anyway, who's your shout out to? Uh, my shout out is for Cameron Scott and Philip Smith, who are my best buddies from back home. Um, and we had a chance, we used to do, we used to, Meet up on a Friday. So we go. To, we're trained together, so we're all were, runners. All of serious athletes. Um, Ooh, not just runners. We not are just runners. Serious, serious endurance athletes. Um, and Cameron was very, very good. I was quite good. Phil was really good. Um, and we would train a lot, and then we on a Friday we'd go to Cameron's. We'd have a Chinese, and we'd play Halo. Nice. Love that. So good. Totally relate to that. Wake up, go and race on the Saturday. Um, and then sometimes we do it again on Saturday night. So sick. So fast forward 10 years and we're not teenagers anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and we all have normal lives. And it was nice because we met up at Phil's. We had a Chinese. We caught up and it was so good. Um, and then I also went out for a drink with Cameron to watch Arsenal lose in the Europa League final. Mm -hmm. Got really, really drunk and had a great time. Good. I lost control... I am a control freak. 
I admit now, hi, I'm Mick and I like to be in control. Yeah, I'm fairly sure you were an addict to your phone last week as well. Yeah, I'm an addict to my yeah. phone and I like to be in control. I mean, I'm fairly sure, Mick, you were an addict to your phone last week. I don't know who that voice is, but it's really good. It's I'd like to host a podcast with whoever that is. <laughs> this is one of my many personalities. I like you to sound like Colonel Fiddler Sanders. Joe. Fiddler yeah. Joe. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was it was great. And then we went out. Yeah, I, I very rarely let loose. So it was nice to let loose a little bit. Caught up with Cameron. Very deep whiskey conversations. Oh, nice. And then threw up on the way home. So Nice. You yeah. kept that bit I, until now. I... Um, yeah, it was the first time I've let loose in a very long time, so it was nice. Woo! Uh, so Cameron and Phil, legends of the game, and was big nice, up Cameron and Phil. Was nice to catch up with them. I mean, big up Cameron and Phil. Yeah. Oh, stop it. Um, okay. What's this week's good, 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 good news? The news of the good variety will follow. We've got some good um, news. So there is a podcast I would like to recommend to people, just as an aside for good news, and it's called. Good news. No, it's not. It's called... Um, <laughs> Manifest Simplicity. It's called Sounds Good. Manifest Simplicity. Yeah. You should listen to... If you're listening to this on Manifest Simplicity, you should go back and listen to Manifest Simplicity. No, it's called Sounds Good or Sound... Sound Good? Sounds Good? Yeah. Um, really good podcast um, got by the guys who run uh, The Good Newspaper. Okay. And... and I think we've actually shouted them out before, like have, really, yeah, really early yeah, on. Yeah, but did. I'm getting back in, and there's a few cool episodes that have come out recently, um, or that I've listened to recently, and you should check it out. It's really good. So find it on your podcast app. It's called Sounds Good. Um, yes, let's get into the news. Planting two trees, now mandatory for anyone building a new house in Pakistan. Ooh. So if you're going to build a new house in Pakistan, you must now plant two trees as well. The, I think the Middle East have got it going on pretty well, haven't they? Like, yeah. do you remember that one I did? That story I found about the guy that had cleaned up the lakes, the lakes the guy. And stuff? Yeah. yeah, I can't remember what was his, his name. name. His name, we, we used it. was it. really complex. It was a cool name. Uh, but yeah, like, and he got, he rallied loads of people together to do that. And like, loads Sick. of people are doing these. I see a lot of posts on Reddit about people cleaning things up and like looking after the environment. It's like trash collection, and they'll all post pictures of, the, of their bags when they've done it. And like, father and son are going out doing it, groups of people. Like, Sick. Mate, lot of Save the world, man. Correct. Um, so in order to world. curb environmental pollution, Lahore, Lahore High Court has declared it mandatory to plant at least two trees for each person who is building a house in any housing scheme. While hearing a petition related to controlling environmental pollution in the country, Justice Jawad Hassan directed that every citizen building a home in any housing society must plant at least two trees. This is a matter of the future of the country's future, he said. In case of non-compliance, the no-objection certificate of no of such housing societies will be cancelled. So if you don't adhere to the rules, you will no longer be able to build homes. Nice. I like that. That's good. Sick. <laughs> it's a good bit of news. It's uplifting and it's, it's nice good. to know that they're doing I something with... I think with Manchester having so many new houses thrown up, there should be something similar in process. Obviously, maybe not be able to plant the trees, but you should be able to do something for the environment. You're building the... the apartments houses whatever in yeah i feel like i feel better. like there should be a rule yeah like a one down three up kind of rule where if you're gonna mm. if you if you've got to remove a tree to do some building project you should plant three more i think that probably is a thing there's environmental policy policy oh, advisors totally. all over the place we're just not aware stuff. they're not advertised yeah. so we not have aware. no idea what's going on so don't listen to us when it comes to politics we don't know what we're talking about 
So, Egg Boy, you want to know? Please. I so literally my... have no idea. So, you know, obviously, what the terrible, terrible oh! thing that happened in New Zealand. You I've do know seen what Egg this. Boy is. I've seen this. So... He, like, grabs him by the scruff of the oh, neck. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. So, obviously, terrible thing happened in Christchurch, New Zealand, where the guy, obviously, used the head cam, recorded the shooting at the mosque. Awful, awful footage. Awful video. Um... Having, having seen the video, yeah, it's terrible. Absolutely despicable act. But anyway, so one of the politicians, I think he was Australian. Um, he was, yeah, like, he was a senator or something. And he was giving a speech, basically, very far-right guy, very unusual guy, like, completely against, like, all the government, whatever they wanted to do. And real far-right dude. Okay. Not a good dude. And he's given a speech on TV and similar to the whole milkshake incident in the UK, oh, this yeah. lad just comes up behind him and, like, eggs him. And then he, like, turns around and almost punches the lad, like, grabs him. Yeah. And then these big hench far-right dudes just come over and pin him to the floor and he gets escorted out and the guy's just covered in egg. Yes. And loads of people came to his aid being like, yeah, well done, man. Well done for standing up for it. He ended up getting, like... A hundred thousand, almost a hundred thousand US, uh, sorry, American, uh, Australian dollars, yeah, which is about fifty-five thousand pounds, uh, sixty-nine thousand US dollar, and in legal aid that he didn't actually end up needing, and he's donated it to the Christchurch charity uh, yes. to support the victims of the mosque that was shot that this guy was defending the acts of, yeah, like this senator was defending the acts of, yeah, it's the it's the full circle of fuck you, I call that, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's like you are an idiot. You're talking about something you don't understand, or that you that your your views on are abhorrent and horrible, and therefore, if I get any money from this thing that you that I've done, I will donate it to make you look even more foolish. Yeah, I think it's on here. So, <clears throat> after a huge amount of red tape, ninety nine thousand uh, Australian dollars has today been transferred to the Christchurch Foundation and Victim Support. For those of you who don't know, there are two GoFundMe pages set up to help cover the cost of my legal fees and to buy more eggs. Gratefully, Gordon, buy more eggs. That's so funny. Gratefully, Gordon Legal acted pro bono for me, so I don't have any legal fees. I've decided to donate all monies to help provide some relief to the victims of the massacre. It wasn't mine to keep, and I want to say, and I want to thank Corey and Sajad want at once Sajad one two three four five who set up the funds and every single person who donated to the money to made this uh, made this possible to the victims of the tragedy I wholeheartedly hope that this can bring some relief to you how sick's that that's sick and good shout out to the law uh, the law firm that worked for him for uh, Gordon Legal good job Gordon Legal you killed it good so, good so, yeah. work smashed it so yeah no all smashed all, it smashed oh, they, I don't know they how scrambled the money together I don't know how he would have poached him to po throw the egg on him <laughs> What a good yoke. I poached. Oh. Oh, egg puns, everyone. Pepper banter. Beep, um, Okay, enough egg puns. Let's talk about saying no to stuff. No. Oh, God. I saw that coming. I'm already pretty good at this. No. <laughs> Craig. Oh, Craig, do you want to hear me read this essay? No. Oh. Well, other people might mix, so let's carry on. Okay, that's a good idea. So, this essay is called No. It's the shortest title we've ever used. Oh, it is. Mm. Yeah, it, it actually is. Correct. Correct. So, um, manifestsimplicity.com forward slash no. If 
No means no, people. No means no. And if you wanted to be first to get the essay, or you wanted just a little notification saying that the essay was ready for you to read, ping, 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 ping. What you would do is head to the website. Um, on the homepage, you just click where it says enter email. You put your email address in. You click subscribe. And then on a Friday, when the essay comes out, I'll email it to you. Right in your inbox. And then what you do, basically, is you read it, um, ruminate, marinate, Fry your fry your brain juices in it, and um, then when it comes to discussion time, you'll have a little opinion, and you can shoot an opinion at your friends, or you can I don't know use it to kind of better your life a little bit. Start your own podcast. Yeah, start your own podcast <coughs> called Manifest Decadence. Oh, that's George. That's George from Works Podcast. <laughs> it's about owning lots of things so that people know you're worth it. Wrong. Okay. Say no. Say Just say no to owning things. Okay, so this essay is called No, and it's about saying no to the things, to things so that you can say yes to other things. Let's go. If it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. If we ever start to feel ourselves slipping into depression, out of comfortability, and away from our true selves, maybe it's time to switch off the outside interference that clouds our minds. New projects get thrown at me all the time. I also have myriad ideas on a weekly basis of what my next major project should be. But when deciding what new commitments to take, to make, I have started to weed out the good ideas from the bad by applying this new filter. If it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. More likely a no thank you than a straight no, because I'm very polite. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. With choice comes analysis. With analysis comes paralysis. With paralysis comes resentment. So... In order to prevent pain and suffering further down the timeline, it is important that we put ourselves first and say no to the things that don't overwhelm us with giddy excitement. Spend time rehearsing, building your skill set, practice your craft, but know your value. If a project doesn't bring you joy or excitement in abundance, there is probably someone better suited for that project and something else you could be doing instead. Say no so you can say yes. If we start to say no more often, two things will happen. One, we give ourselves the freedom to take on the projects that really excite us. And two, our yes carries more weight because it gets used less often. No. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I, I like this one because I, a couple of weeks ago, lent you the book Essentialism. Yes, I've not, I've not tucked into it yet, but I'm going to. It is fantastic, and it literally covers this in one of the chapters around dedicating your time to things that you want to be spending your time on and need to be spending your time on, rather than just saying, like, even just saying maybe, like, oh, do you want to go for a drink tonight? Mm, maybe. You're giving the other person false hope. You're then, yeah. you're then putting yourself in a position later where you've got to be like, oh, no, I'm really sorry, like, and you've made it awkward. If you just say, no, sorry... I, I've got time, I need, I need to be spending time on this. Yeah. People may be a bit like, oh, he never does anything, but then they'll respect you more for understanding what you are doing, hopefully. Yeah, and I think also, correct, like they'll, they'll understand in the long run that you're committing to something else. Um, but people want honesty. Definitely. If, if, you, if you said yes and went and hated it the whole time, I would prefer... Say I said to you, oh, you want to come and record a podcast on Sunday? And you were like, yeah, go on then. And then you got here and you were like, I don't really want to be recording this podcast. Yeah. I'd be able to tell and it would make me feel bad because yeah, I, was, I had you here doing something that you didn't want to do. 
you're obviously then excited putting the energy in and Correct. the other person's just going, oh, yeah. 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 But yeah. if you say to me, no, I'm not feeling good about it or I don't want to do it this week or I'm doing this instead, I'll be like, cool, let's find another time to do it when we're both. Yeah, like, yeah definitely. I think that's, I think it, it, there's two really important points there. One is, yes, you want to, you want to be excited about the thing so that you don't have to fake it while you're, while you're doing it or you're working on that project. But also like we have finite time. Like we have such a short, we are like a blip on the radar of life. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to spend my time doing anything if it's not, yeah, I don't know. That I think sounds harsh, but I think I want. You're right, I, though. I don't want to spend my time doing anything that's not exactly what I want. And I think do. it's super cliche, but like every day could be your last. Yeah. And if you're spending it doing something you don't want to be doing, then yeah. what are you actually doing? Like, yeah. And if it doesn't further, and it sounds bad to say your own agenda, but if it doesn't further your own passions or your agenda, your not that you should have an agenda, but like your passion or your wants your in life, in your or long, your outcomes and your passions is a good in your long term. Then what are you actually doing it for? Yeah, like, I th I think there's an argument for sometimes doing things that you don't particularly want to do because you know other people want to do them. Yeah, there's times for making sacrifice. Yeah, but then there's times for saying no, to, uh, yes to the things that you really want to be doing as well. Yeah. So, but, but imagine how many things you say yes to. What are you then saying no to? Correct. So that's the other point is that when you're, it works both ways. So when you say no to something, I think it's almost more important to tell when you say no to something you are inadvertently saying yes to something else yeah and 100%. when you say when you say yes to something you are inadvertently saying no to everything else yeah it could be a hundred other things like an amazing once in a lifetime opportunity could come up and you've said yes to this thing that you don't really want to do yeah you then have to say no to the thing that you will really want to do yeah and if you just said no to the first thing You'd you would have, have left yourself free for that yeah I think, I think, um, yeah, I think it's important when you're saying no to make it really, really clear what you'll be spending that time or energy on that isn't the thing you've been asked to do. Yeah, and how will it help you in the long run? If, if let's use the podcast scenario again. Okay. If I had said to you, Craig, you want to come record a podcast tonight? No. And you say no or no thank you, I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of... That's kind of annoying. Like we've committed to it and we're trying to we're trying to build and we're like we're getting seeing some good traction and people are giving us good reviews. I don't know why he doesn't want to come and do it. But if you say to me, No, not tonight, um, I'm committing to spending a bit more time with Jen this week and tonight was the night we have this planned, I'll be like, Cool, do that, have a good time, and we'll catch up whenever you're available. The two answers, one sounds that they're both One's very short and to the point and... One's harsh and one's harsh, one's yeah. harsh with a reality check. I, I don't mind harsh. I'd prefer to, you to say no to something you don't want to do rather than, uh, or come and hate it. Or it, it, I, really that, hate... I prefer that than you, than you... Yeah, I'd prefer you to say no to it. I really hate those people it. that go, yeah, I could, but I, I, I don't know. Like, just commit. They either commit or, or just say no. Like, mm. I hate those people that, oh, I really want to, but, well, you don't really want to, otherwise you would. Yeah. Like, just, like, and, yeah, it is. If it's not hell yes, then it's no. Exactly. That's, that's and it, the... it links back perfectly. Yeah. That is called going full circle. Yes. We're doing the hand thing. The hand again. thing again. We're going to get video on this podcast eventually, people. And for me, I'm someone that struggles sometimes with saying no because it can create confrontation, but by saying no, you do earn people's respect more, like, 
if you say yes to everything, people lose respect for you. If you don't, if you say yes and don't go, whereas there was an event recently that I kept getting asked to go to and I kept saying no. And I think ultimately people were like, all right, fair enough. Yeah, Craig's not coming. Like, rather than going, oh, yeah, he said he might come. Then he said he will. Oh, yeah, he'll definitely be here. And then when I didn't turn up, people would be like, oh, you said you'd turn up. Why didn't you? Yeah. I think for the fact I kept saying no, people were like, all right, yeah, cool. And they knew where I stood. And they, I knew where they were with it. So yeah. I think also... I felt about, better for it, basically. I think it's about also setting really realistic expectations about how committed to a project you are. If, again, we're going to use the podcast analogy... Um, is there something you need to tell me about <laughs> no this podcast is sick and it's going to take over the world and we've got the best podcast ever so if you listen to any other podcasts you're a loser you should only listen to this one only this one yeah and maybe and sounds good because, sounds good, because yeah. we told you we, because earlier in the episode we told you you should <laughs> listen to it um, yeah so um, what was the point the, um, the you were going to berate the podcast again no uh, sugar what were you what, what was your point my point was about always saying yes. Oh, yes. So levels of commitment. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's important to be really clear about um, if you do say yes to something, where your, where your peak of commitment gets to. Yes, I want to record a podcast, but I can only do one because I've got to spend some time with Jen. Or yes, I'll do a podcast. Can we do it at mine so that I don't have to travel? Mm-hmm. Like... Yes doesn't always mean, yeah, sometimes it can be yes with a caveat and that caveat can force... And you're not necessarily saying no, you're just saying I can and I really want to. If we can fulfill these criteria. And if you can't, no worries. Like if you say, oh no, I can't, I was, I was hoping we could do whatever. Yeah. Fair enough, we'll find some more dedicated time to it. You have a good evening. Like yeah. that, the other person is then showing care i guess for the person saying no yeah but then if they say yeah of course that's fine i'm, I'm chill with that mm. they're then getting what they want the person saying no is then still getting what they want and everyone's sort of happy yeah but not in a falsehood sort of happy yeah yeah so yeah so i think <clears throat> if you look at it from a from a perspective of like new projects and um yeah like uh, things that are starting anew um, if, so I have been speaking with some guys from back home about writing music again. Mm-hmm. So I'm writing, I'm, oh, you write music? Oh, you never talk about that. Oh yeah, all running. All yeah, running. Tell us more about how you do that. Yeah. Um, talking about writing some music together again. No the way. guys that I loved writing music with back in London, I have got in, got in touch with and said, look, let's put some stuff together. Let's try and find some time because I'm... Let's get lyrical, basically. Let's get melodical. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I like that. I, I mean, like. I, I really like that. I like a melody, boy. Um, so, yeah. And if they say to me, "That's a good idea," or "Yeah, let's do it," I'm expecting like some pretty high level of commitment. I would prefer if they were not whole, if they're not on it, and they're not really feeling it, or they don't have the time, or they're going to be too busy, or not focused. I would prefer them to say no. Or say yes with a caveat. If they're like, yeah, I can, but I can only, I can only get together once a month. Yeah. And you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, for and sure. And then you know, you know where they stand. They know where you stand with it. Yeah. Done. So that, in context of projects, the, yes to, the, the no to say yes of this topic is that if you're going to say no to things, you should know what you're, why you're saying no 
if you're gonna, if someone offers you a project or says, look, I'd like you to work on this thing, I'd like you to write for this blog, or I'd like you to come and work on this music project with us, I'd like you to come out and shoot some pictures. If you say no, you are most of the time saying yes to something else instead. Mm -hmm. That which is fine. It's fine for you to say, no, I don't wanna come and shoot pictures today, or I can't come and shoot pictures today, because, you don't even have to say because, you can just say no if you really want. But what you're saying is, I'm, because in, I'm saying no to you because I'm saying yes to spending some time on my own or spending more time with Jen yeah. or getting stuck into the photos I've already taken and editing them. So if you say no, you are inadvertently, without even thinking about it, saying yes to some, something else. There is someone I know that says yes to doing loads of stuff, but then almost always flakes out and it is really frustrating. Yeah, which it like, can be. Yeah, like you arrange to do something as a group, everyone's there, and then the other you get a message off the other person like, oh yeah, no, I've, I've, I'm going to go home instead. And it's like, just why didn't you just say? like? Yes, but in that situation, they said yes to lots of... They said yes to lots of things, but they already knew the thing that they wanted to do really, which was go home. Yeah. If they had... And that's kind of... It takes a lot of courage to say no to people. Because yeah, like you said, it kind of creates a, it, a it weird, can create it can a create a weird tension where people yeah. are like, well, why has he said no? Like, doesn't he like us? Doesn't he want to hang out with us? Um, but by saying no, you keep yourself, yes, you can keep yourself available, but you're inadvertently saying yes to something else. If you, the other flip side to that <laughs> is that if you say yes, you are saying no to everything else. Yes. So if you, if you say yes, I want to come and record the podcast. You are saying no to time with Jen. You are saying no to time with the dog. You are saying no to editing photos. You are saying no to watching Netflix at home. You are saying no to going to the gym. You are saying no to going out for dinner. You are saying no to staying late at work. You are like, there too, if you say yes, you are committing yourself. And if you say no, you are keeping yourself available. But if you commit yourself, you're saying no to everything. If you say yeah if you say no and you not and you're not committing you're keeping yourself available for everything i think this works in a work environment as well like if a let's say a boss gives you a new project to work on knowing that you're already working on something else yeah you i i wouldn't feel too scared to turn around to that person and be like okay cool i have no problem working on that what is it you want me to sacrifice instead Correct. Like, oh God! Yeah, like, what such do I need a smart to, thing. To what do I need to say no to? Like, don't say, "Okay, cool. If I do this for you, I'm then gonna have to sacrifice this." Because yeah. then they're like, "Well, I'm not asking you to do that." You are. If you say to you, them, you are. yeah, exactly. So if you say to them, "Okay, cool. Yeah, more than happy to do this. If that's what you need me to do, what do you want me to sacrifice?" Because yeah. then the onus isn't on you; it's on them to be like, "Oh, actually, no. I'll give this project to someone else." Yeah. Uh, and then they have to then say, "Oh, actually, no." I won't give this to you. And you're, you're sort of making them realize where they're going wrong with things. Uh, and you are better spending your time dedicated to the projects that you've already said yes to. Yeah. And that I, they've said yes to for you. Mm. I think, yeah, really, like really smart. What would you, that's great. I'd love to. What would you like me to stop doing in order to make time for that? Exactly. Do you want to go out for dinner? Cool. Let's do it. Um, which day of the week would you like me to sacrifice so that, we can go out. Yeah. I'm, I'm busy. Well, and like, also, <laughs> if you don't plan your time, someone else will plan it for you. Yeah. So if they're like, oh, what are you doing that night? Oh, nothing. Okay, cool. You're coming out for drinks with us. Well, 
if you don't have the courage to then say, well, no, I might actually be doing this instead. Yeah. Or I don't want to do anything. Yeah, I don't like... <laughs> it's okay not to do I don't have anything. anything planned and I don't want to go out for drinks. And not because I don't like you guys. Yeah. I'm just... I'm potentially thinking of doing this. I've just not committed to it yet. Yeah. If they don't understand, then that's on them. But at least then you've been transparent and honest and you've said no yeah. but for the right reason of saying no you may in the, you may find out that you want to say yes down the line so you might hey guys are you still going for drinks yeah I'll come out nice surprise Yeah. but right now you've said no um, but yeah in a work context it's interesting because it, you can turn around not just in our work but in anyone's work if you say no I don't think my time's best spent doing that I think my time is best spent here because of this reason yeah Um. I think it's harder to push back in work because obviously like, people do have agendas, people do have their own career they want to further and they you saying no to them may not further that. But ultimately, if you don't think your time is best spent doing something, say no to it. Yeah. And But give a valid reason why. I'm not just saying go around to like, like you said there, it's a no thank you rather than a straight no. Yeah. It's just like, saying oh, thanks, no thanks so much for thinking of me. I don't think that I have the energy or the, the brain space to commit to to deliver the project in the way that you want me to. Um, so it's going to be a no from me now. Um, if you want help finding someone, I can probably find some time to do that for you. But I will not be taking on the whole project because I've got this going on that I've that I'm focusing on. Yeah, definitely. That's the that's the best way to say no to someone. But is it? It is so important to say no to the things that don't set you on fire with yeah. excitement because 100%. I would you could do lots of things and never really get excited about them it's like saying to it's like if someone said to me oh Craig we'd really want you to come and film this thing for us you've got a good camera do you want to come and film this thing and me just going yeah sure yeah I'll do that A not knowing what I'm doing B not interested in the project I'd be filming yeah. and C having no interest in wanting to film anything yeah. just doing it because turn it, it turn it fun. down and use that time to better yourself or yeah. spend time with people you love or commit co contribute to some other situation yeah like something that you are actually interested in yeah. but like you said earlier like don't be afraid of saying no to things uh, saying yes to other things either like say yeah. yes to the things that you do have a passion for and that think how saying yes to something will further you down the line like so saying yes to a project or an event now might then help you further down the line but also doing it because someone else wants you to do it if you know yeah. a friend really needs you to be there and do it mm -hmm. do it yeah i think i've i get into this i fall into this trap myself where people are like oh do you want to yeah you're right like oh there's this new music project we're working on it's kind of 80s disco and i'm like cool Love the 80s, love music projects, not that big on disco. Yeah. So, don't have much input. I'm, for that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take it on because it's not exactly what I'm into. And there's problem, there's probably someone better suited for that task or that project than me because it's not, it doesn't set me on fire with joy and excitement. If you come to me and you say, we're writing some, we're writing some 80s electronic groove, funk, yeah, with, I'll be like, I'll bite your hand off because that's my favorite. Yeah. Um, and in that situation, the reason you've come to me is because you know I'm going to be good at good for it. I will I will bite your hand off and take the job for yeah. sure. But I only have the ability to do that if I've not said yes to 27 other things that just because someone asked me, I decided I should definitely do. To avoid a confront, not not even confrontation, but just to avoid a difficult. 
avoid a difficult conversation, you've then gone, oh yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, I'll be up for, well up for doing that. Yeah. But actually, you're really like, like a week later, you're then going, oh no, like I've, have you ever done it where you've made plans? Yeah. With someone and you've like, oh, you know what, let's definitely go for a drink this day. And they're like, yeah, yeah, cool. And they've committed, you've, you've initiated the commitment. And then it gets to the day and you're like, I'm really not feeling it today. Yeah. I think sometimes it's important to power through and be like, look, I've said yes, let's do it. It might not be wonderful. It might not be really exciting, but hopefully we'll get something out of it. And if we don't, we have a great time or we learn something. Yeah. But you're right. I don't. Yeah. I, I think I've actually experienced both ends of it. Yes. To, with the music stuff, kind of turning down projects that I don't want to work on because they don't fill me with excitement or I don't feel like they'll challenge me in the right way. Uh-huh. But also I've been on the other end where I've asked people if they'll be interested in something. So take the badminton club, for example. When at work we decided we were going to do it, we spoke to a load of different people who had said, oh, have you ever played badminton? Yeah, yeah, I used to play in high school. I'd love to like get back into it. Cool. Well, what we're doing is we're going to like start this chat group and try and organize to play badminton like as much as possible every two weeks or every month or something. Um, would you be interested? There are people in the chat group who have never expressed any interest in coming, who have just joined the chat group because someone asked them if they wanted to. yeah. They're not going to come and play badminton. Yep. The people who want to come and play badminton are the ones who... They liked the idea of playing they, badminton. They, they liked the idea of being part of something. But I would prefer them to say, you know what, it's not really for me. But thanks for asking. I that, really like badminton and I would love to play. I just can't commit. Yeah, I don't have so time. Or I, or I, yeah, I can't commit to... Commit. Right now I'm currently working on this. Oh my God, that's it. Yeah. I would love to. And I, I do have Fridays off, which is when you guys play. But I'm spending all my time writing my book right now, so I, I don't think I'd be able to commit. 100%. Thanks for asking me. Please come and check back in six months. Oh my God, yes, please. Not, yeah, 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 yeah. And then when you're looking, you're three, you've got three people and you need a fourth for a doubles match and you shoot them a little text and you say, dude, you know you said you were interested in playing badminton. We, would lo- we, we need a fourth and you're on the list. And they're like, yeah, I don't really want to play. And you're like, oh, yeah, because you're, you're then frustrated. You get frustrated then because they're, they're like, oh, yeah, I'd really like to come and do that. And they've initially been like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And now they're like, in their head, they're going, no, 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 no. But they're only, too scared to tell you Yeah, no. if only they had assessed the situation at the time, said no to something that didn't overjoy them, then they then it wouldn't be a bad situation. Definitely. It's just, it's just about being honest with Definitely. yourself and then being willing to be honest with someone else no matter how difficult the conversation Definitely, ends up I being. Agree. Um, so if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. That's it's a, your new it's rule. It's a definite no. It's a definite no. And think about what you're saying yes to because you're saying no to a lot of other things. Correct. Um, if you want to give the essay a quick read, again, you can do by heading to manifestsimplicity.com forward slash no. Or if you want to keep listening to our silky smooth voices, rewind... And the last 15 minutes and go again? And listen to it again, and you can listen to the P-Keezy again. The little S-Easy out there. The Sleazy-Easy. Yeah, boy, boy, boy. What's that, time of the ep- what's that time of the podcast? What time is it, Craig? I think it might be... Ask Reddit. Time for Ask Reddit, yeah. Ask Reddit. Do you some silky smooth? I can't remember how I did it. It was like a southern... Like a southern... Ask Reddit. No, I don't know. Can't. I ask Reddit. I ask Reddit. I would really like to ask Reddit Lieutenant Dion. 
Ice cream. I actually have got ice cream. So after the podcast, if you want a quick ice cream, you can have one. Ask Reddit. I've got mini magnums. Ooh. Ooh, treats all around. Well. Thank you, mum, for sending me magnums when magnums, it was sunny. Magnums, magnums, magnums. Um, you wake up in a post-apocalyptic world. What are your priorities of what to rebuild? Civilization. Yeah, but what are you? The fuck. What are your <laughs> priorities of what to build first? Fucking housing and watering. <laughs> are you on drugs? No. Um, I don't know. Someone here said meme culture. <laughs> Brilliant. I can love it. How do I get 99 woodcutting with a computer? <laughs> Without a computer? How funny is that? Someone said, I'd rebuild a computer. How am I going to get to 99 woodcutting <laughs> without a computer? That person clearly plays Fallout? No, Minecraft. No, I don't know. I think they play RuneScape. RuneScape. Or World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Um, <laughs> computer I, nerd stuff. Nerd stuff. Computer nerd, nerdy stuff, stuff. Um, I spoke to a person who ha- had a problem with a computer. And on their computer, they had loads of Jagex files, which is the company that produces RuneScape. And we got talking about RuneScape. And the guy who's currently the like highest level in RuneScape ever is a guy called Zezimar. How do you know this? Because I played RuneScape. Oh, okay. Um, and so did my mum. No. Bro. She was called Elven Mum. <laughs> Right. Sod off. She really was. Shout out to Kate Warwick. She was Elven Mum on RuneScape. And she, all she did was like go fishing, cook fish. She just lived a second life, basically. It was so sick. We would be like hiring people to do mining for us and then like making armor and like luring people out into the wilderness and killing them and then stealing all of their stuff. And mum would just go fishing and like rear chickens and shit. And like she was so My fun. friend got so good at RuneScape. He was there, uh, like when it back in, when it was PC thing, he used to subscribe monthly for like the four pound or whatever it was. Yeah. And then like he would, he built this massive like clan on it. Like they were like second in Britain on it or something. And Sick. they'd have like walls and he'd draw like 80 other people in and it'd be like, oh, tro- uh, Paul, yo, do you want to play Halo tonight? He'd be like, I oh, can't, I've got a war on. I was like, are you serious? He was like, yeah. I was like, right, cool. So I went around to his house once. I was playing on the Xbox behind him and he was on his laptop. He was like on headset with these people like, right, oh, you will attack here and we'll do this. And then, nim, 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 processing, processing, attack, initiate. Uh, oh my God, he's crazy. American. It was just crazy how they got people together. It's on mobile now, you know. Yeah. RuneScape. Okay, so Zezomar. Zezomar. Known outside RuneScape as Peter Zezimar is a cyberworld celebrity who was the highest ranked person in RuneScape overall for large pers- portions of 2004 to 2007. First player to achieve level 99 in Slayer and a total level of 1980 and 2079 and 1 billion experience overall. Yeah, look at how bad the graphics are. Old school RuneScape is on iOS for free. So sick, bruv. Got an in-app purchase. Dream come true, someone uh, rated it in January. Yeah, I was next to Zezimar once in a bank in Varrock, I think. Uh, That's my claim to fame. You know one says, oh, what's your claim to fame? In-app purchases, 12-month membership, £63. Sheesh, kabees. Three-month membership, £18.99. One-month membership, £7 a month. That's wow, that so is insane. Crazy. 
Oh, Daddy, can I have seven pounds? Oh my gosh! If you want to play, or if you want to watch Zezimar stream old school RuneScape, you can watch it on Twitch. No, that's not. No, we're not doing that. What would you build? Um, I would rebuild um, farming first. Oh yeah, good shout. Got agriculture. You've got to get the agriculture going. Um, I would I would put together a band of people to hunt any animals left over and. We could use them for, you know, produce and meat and mm -hmm, stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would rebuild all, all of the local skate parks. I think local housing, like having a housing community would be good, like an estate. If it was post-apocalyptic, I'm assuming that the electricity is not working. Yeah, but you need I'm like going, a little housing community. I'm going tense. I'm talking Walking Dead. I'm talking Alexandria. I'm talking... Like walls around, defenses up, like guards on the walls. Yeah. So we had, I had this like rotation security, I had housing. This conversation with my mum about how best to survive post-apocalypse, and she was saying that she'd probably just stay at home and rear the chickens and get ducks, get the ducks and chickens. And um, I was like, no, no, mum, if you live in a city or in a town, you are like easy pickings. Because someone sees you, your little campfire smoke going up in the air, they're gonna come and take all your shit. All of it. Kate. So what you want to do? It's gone. All you want to do is like find someone who knows how to hunt or learn to hunt yourself. Find a weapon that's reloadable, like a knife or a spear or something that's not gonna run out of bullets, or something that you can remake the ammo for. Rob Ruan's out. That's it. Go around there, prove you're a virgin, get yourself a knife. Um, the. Uh, a bow and arrow that you can remake arrows for. Yes. Or go and collect. An abundance of wood and feather. Correct. And you could become a Fletcher. Is that the person who makes arrows or is that someone? Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, that's someone It does makes, ring a bell though. That's that. someone who makes arrows. So a Fletcher. Yeah, sick, bro. Um, and what you want to do is get as far away from civilization as possible. So you want to go somewhere that's like really remote and then just like fend for yourself. It's like, like those farm. people in the films that they come across like, oh, he's lived here since the apocalypse and he's got a good little thing going. That's the only way to do it because otherwise you're just, you're, you're not a target if you're out there because you're not a threat to anyone. But if you're in a city or in a town and you've got firewood... You're in and, someone else's territory. Yeah, you're like, oh, well, if you've got shit and I don't have shit, why don't I just take shit? Uh, yeah, my mum was just like, oh, I'll just like stay at home and like look after the ducks and... <laughs> Maybe like go foraging for berries. Oh, I was like, you'll you? be dead so quick. <laughs> All the quick, you'll be so dead. Um, so yeah, probably agriculture is a good one. And then what I might do is like rebuild um, RuneScape. Yes, <laughs> rebuild RuneScape. Wow, loved RuneScape. I, yeah, I'd struggle. I think uh, like Walking Dead style housing economy. Like, get all that going. You kind of think it's the economy. Not it's not like, not obviously actual economy, but like housing, get people together, like build a community. Community. community I would rebuild build. community first. And yeah. then get a group of people together, get a community going, get guards, get foragers, get farmers, get a little thing going. And then, and then open a land calf. Open a land calf. <laughs> <laughs> and rebuild Ruthscape. Rebuild Ruthscape. Okay, so that's good. Um, what's yours? Mine is one thing you regret saying no to. What's one thing I regret saying no to? Um... <laughs> I can't say that on the podcast, but I'll tell you afterwards, it's funny. Um, one thing I regret saying no to. I struggle with this one. What should I have done that I 
didn't. Um, it's a tough one to really think, isn't it? Because you say no to a lot of different things. Yeah. I think. Like, I, what do you actually regret saying no to? I think I wish I had committed more in my younger years to pursuing things that would benefit me later in life. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on that one. I think I would. Uh, I said no to doing a lot of stuff just purely because I couldn't be bothered. Or yeah, because I was, but I couldn't see, or I couldn't see the value in it. Like, I wasn't thinking long-term. I was thinking, well, I'm, I'm going out this Friday, so I can't. <laughs> yeah, or, or I've already agreed to play some games this Friday with some friends, so no. Yeah, like, I, I yeah. can't go to that. I don't want to go to that job interview. or like You know what I mean? Like There's probably some stuff that I said no to that would be so useful now. I said no to learning how to read music. I said no to really committing to learning a second language. I said no to lots of... Paying attention yeah. in school when I should have done. That's that's one actually you've just doing, hit the nail on the head. Doing a degree that was kind of like even mildly useful. Well, I <laughs> I said no to university. I never went to university because uh -huh. I didn't see the value in it for me. Um, I preferred to build a portfolio. So I, I, I was happy I said... Well, think about this. I went to university. We work at the same place. Uh, exactly. There we go. So, and I mean, I built a good portfolio and enjoyed myself for a, a year or two instead and enjoyed that. So don't 100% regret saying no to university, but it, it is where you have some great times and build some lifelong friends. So that I think I missed out on a yeah. little bit, but learning another language, like I can speak German, not anywhere near as fluent as some people I know, like that are yeah. committed to learning it. And I think I could have committed more to learning German than I have. I've just sort of dipped in and out for the last sort of three, four years yeah. to, to re-pick it up. Yeah. And I've been to Germany twice in the last two years and having conversations is easy, like just to get by enough. Yeah. But having a full-on fluent conversation is something I would kill Can't to do. do. It. Yeah, my one of my friends back home from London, his girlfriend's call uh, is from... Yeah, it's from Germany. And he, like, when they first got together, he was like, oh, shit, I should have listened in school. Yeah. <laughs> They've been together for a super long time now, so it makes complete sense. I was gutted because we there was me and about four or five others that wanted to do German, but they needed eight minimum to do the class. And they ah, weren't enough. yeah, one of and those. The, the, annoyingly so, the teacher was like, well, if you all want to commit to coming, I can put a class on once a week after school. And we were like, after school, pfft, yeah, no, sod off, get lost. Yeah, I, think, uh, I, I really wish that. I regret, I'd, I'd I regret yes thinking so short term for the rest for the first twenty five years of my life. Yeah, I should have been thinking long term much earlier. I regret not not being more invested in politics. I regret not, yeah, not. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a few things, but look, if you live your entire life regretting your past, you'll never, you'll never have the energy to enjoy your future. Yeah, like you should live in the future. present more than anything, but yeah. you learn from the mistakes in the past. It's just, there are those things that you do regret saying yeah. no to or dismissing a bit more. Yeah. Um, I don't really think I saw many good answers to this on Reddit. Let me just have a, a quick look. It's a tough question because it's, it's you're, you're asking people to admit that they were wrong and very few people like giving that away. This is a good one. I said no to a $10,000 investment back in the early 90s for a 20% stake in a small fledgling company that distributed phone cards to truck stops. Guy made about $30 million before he sold it out in the early 2000s. Ooh. Yeah, like, 
I, I get it, but those things only seem like you messed up because they went massive. One of the answers is every threesome I've said no to. I don't think I've, I've, I've never had a threesome, but I don't think I've ever said no to a threesome either. <laughs> Uh, an offer to teach English in China for a year. It all worked out in the end, but that could have been pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like things like, do you want to travel? Or we're going on tour and you want to come. Like there's a few things that I said no to musically that I could have gone for and maybe things would have been slightly different with the musical career. But look, if you live, if you live your entire... Yeah, like looking backwards is... is the rear view is rose-tinted. This is a funny one. Not leaving with a really cute girl that randomly pulled me in for a long kiss while I was walking into a bar to go role play with my girlfriend at the time. Girlfriend was waiting at the bar for me to go in and introduce myself as somebody I was going to make up on the spot. Girlfriend became a huge bitch. Oh, savage. Yeah. Kiss as many girls as you can. Girls are great. They're good kissers. They're good in fun. 1996, I said no to a job offer with a tech startup. Four years later, the company was bought by a competitor and they would have made several millions. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, the things to do with investments are you never know. You never know what these companies are going to be. At the time, you assess it as best you can, but you can't see the future. Yeah, no, it's you, like you a relationship. Can't you can't off. see the future. You can only judge based on what you can see right here and now. So things like, yeah, investments and that kind of thing. Here's, I'll end on this best one. Got offered a blowjob in exchange for my chocolate milk. Actually, never mind. That milk was dope. <laughs> my God. That was an answer. So, uh, if, you, if you crack an egg on a naughty politician's head, you'll probably make a lot of money. You should say no to things so you can say yes to the right things. And if you uh, regret one thing, it should be... Um, not hanging out with Zezimar on RuneScape. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's time for us to get back to the real world, but we'll see you next time on Manifest Simplicity. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave us a five-star review. That way, more people will hear about the show because the, the app that you're using will be like, oh, lots of people are giving this a five-star review. It must be good. Let's... Uh, I mean, we're great, let's be honest. We are flaming good. Like, flamey, flame, flame good. Um, the app that you're listening to it on will go, oh yeah, lots of people are reviewing this. It must be good. Let's give it a bit of promotion. That's what we want. If you want to read more things we've written, check out the blog at manifestsimplicity.com. And if you want to keep up with our daily lives, you can find us on social media by searching Manifest Simplicity. We have been a little stale on the Instagram recently, a little stale on the Twitter, but we are coming back. We're all going through life things right now. So we're trying to step back from social media. We are still doing the podcast because we know that we made a commitment to posting weekly. But Instagram and Twitter, we will get back on them as, them. as soon as we can, you get me. Um, and remember, when your life is simple, you allow space for your brain to work, for your heart to explore, and for your mind to be creative. Simple isn't always easy, but it's always more fulfilling.